0: Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Jennifer Urzio, founder of Soul Language and Soul to Business, and this is Ask and Answered by Soul. This podcast is dedicated to providing you with tangible tools to embody your divinity and create a life based on freedom. Each podcast is focused on a topic that will guide you to listening and utilizing your essential nature. During each show, I ask an expert three key questions so you can understand that you're not alone on this journey and that your soul is the key to forming a life full of abundance, purpose, and passion. The goal of each interview is for you to take away a practice that you can do right now to change your life and understand what assistance is out there in the universe to support you. And today we're talking with Erica Lavella, and we're talking about how to find soul-aligned health. Dr. Erica Lavella is a bariatric surgeon and founder of The Art of Bariatrics, a holistic lifestyle company helping people with obesity find soul-aligned health. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: You're so welcome. And the first question I always ask is, what has your soul shared with you throughout your journey?
1: Oh, a laundry list of things. Um. I think number one, just how close to divinity we each and all are and that um, this earthly body just is an opportunity for learning.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I think so often when people focus on a spiritual life, they let go of that body. uh, And that doesn't serve us either, right? It has to be an integration. You are in the body for a reason. And if you want to manifest, you have to be grounded in your body and it has to be at its top condition.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, your health of your spirit, while you're here to experience your spirit and your soul relies on your ability to have a good relationship with your body, you know, good dialogue with your body good, healthy understanding of how your nervous system functions. Um, You know, where does fatigue come from? Where does tiredness come from? Where does hunger come from? Like we have a vessel and the vessel needs fuel and it needs maintenance. And when our vessel is operating smoothly and we can intuitively interact with our soul and our higher self, then it's like everything can vibrate and do as it's supposed to do. So, yeah.
0: So where can people, if they're starting that new relationship with their body, where do you suggest they start? Because it could be overwhelming, but where should the first conversation be?
1: Um, You know, we often describe like the five pillars of health, right? So sleep. And so I think, you know, recognizing what in your life is going well, having gratitude for that anchoring around something like that, but then also exploring what the shadow is. So while a person might sleep well and find rest easy, they might not move very well and they might not exercise very well, or that might feel like a barrier or hurdle or something that again, and then our, our, our mind, (laughs) well, our minds are just here to think, (laughs) but so what are our thoughts telling us? What are our beliefs telling us? Um, Especially in my field, which is, you know, obesity medicine, Obesity itself isn't my favorite word because it doesn't fully encompass, um, you know, kind of the, what the soul is kind of asking of you. Um, It has a lot of like 3D based, earthly based labeling and blaming, you know, it's kind of like old paradigm. It's not really embracing like the new paradigm, which is this integrated kind of being. Um, But, you know, movement and lack of movement is a very common trait. Um, a lot of people, I I just saw a woman today, right before, uh, we sat down college athlete, you know, and as soon as college athlete, you know, time was over, they didn't exercise anymore. And so, you know, 10 years after not exercising at an athlete level, um, yeah, 150 pounds slowly comes on. And so, you know, just honoring that our bodies need movement. They need rest. They need water. Yeah. Water's good, water. clear, yeah. clean water, you know, and they need moving water. You know, I know water, everything on this planet has some big paradox and there's some fear mongering and slandering to, you know, make everything feel like it's a toxin and it's not healthy for you. So you also have to like have discernment and take that with a grain of salt. Um, but, you know, water's really important.
0: Food Wait, is can really Can we just important. go back to one second? You said moving water. So can you tell us a little bit about,
1: I like how you got excited about that. Um, you know, all substances carry, uh, like an energetic vibration or charge. And so water, water's really special. Um, and I hope your listeners really see value in that, you know, water is something that man cannot artificially create. And it's something that exists on this planet in abundance, Yet we can feel scarcity of it because we still experience drought and we experience, um, you know, lack of water, you know, rain dancing, so to speak. Water, water is very sacred and the same amount of water that has ever existed on this planet ever is still here today. So it's this timelessness of water too, but water also carries an ionic, um, you know, property like water has its own innate movement. Um, water holds memory. It can be in any form. It can be a liquid. It can be a gas. It can be a solid, um, is really transmutable. And so the act of moving water, it's, it's in water and movement. It kind of purifies itself, um, versus like stagnant water. That's just sitting there, um, whether it's in a bottle or in a tank or, you know, it's just, it's just not carrying a, an, an energetic charge, charge anymore. Mm-hmm. And so water can be very detoxifying because it can help attract, you know, ions and things like that from a chemistry perspective. Um, But yeah, moving water tends to be the most life-giving So are
0: you talking about whirlpools, oceans, like what do you exactly mean by moving water? All of it. Fun. I mean,
1: rivers, you know, streams. I mean, even when you have water in kind of an isolated container, you can still observe it moving. If you put a, an isolated tube in a, a, a container of water, a still container, it will have a current, you know, especially depending on like what metal it's passing through. So, yeah. And I think movement is a very again globally kind of important phenomena whether we're moving our physical bodies or even just the act of digestion right so like everything comes through in through your mouth and out through your anus so there's this kind of natural intake and ex you know inhale exhale up and down in right. and out
0: and everyone that central energetic channel that goes from your tailbone to the top of your head should be straight like a piece of uncooked spaghetti not brittle but it should be flowing and moving. There shouldn't be icky and sticky. There shouldn't be little brown spots, you know, gold, silver, white, you know, very sparkly. If it's not, that's that time to do some decluttering of your energy, so to speak. Mm, Yeah. Okay. So I'm loving this conversation. Okay. So we're paying attention more. That's the first kind of interactive with our body right seeing where we might need more rest seeing where we might need more movement you know having an increase what about those individuals that do move right where where are they might be might be getting stuck
1: well um you just said stuck so i think that you know, translates into like our rigidity and how rigid we can be with our thinking. And again, I think like right now, when we have such a age of information and, you know, all these different experts out there and, you know, um, lots of different research coming out about various things, we often get very limited and rigid with how we think about them. And then we think that like, okay, this is our new box or like another thing I see from people is they kind of jump from bandwagon to bandwagon, you know, um, instead of just kind of having this like, Erica, can
0: you hold on one second? I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, the rigidity of our, our thinking and our thoughts can create not enough flow in one's life as well. Um, and, you know, maybe an example to that would be like perfectionism, so I've been, I you know, taught to do these things and I'm supposed to follow this plan and then, you know, something happens and you can't make it to a said commitment. And then all of a sudden you just have all these self-deprecating thoughts of like failure because you didn't, you weren't able to complete the task or, um, you know, a, a meal plan, for example, Oh, I'm not supposed to be eating sugar. And then, you know, you turn around the next corner and then it's somebody's birthday or something. And like, you know, so we just get, we get very fixed and very rigid. And then we have this like internal belief that like, we're not good enough. And so that's where like that soul alignment piece and recognizing that you are this flowing entity that doesn't mean you can't also invite structure into one's life and hold a structure as like a good thing to help you feel, um, I don't know. It's just, it's masculine and feminine, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like the feminine allows you to be more flow and like not hold onto perfectionism and allow life to happen around you and allow you to like um, adapt and move, move forward with that. But then the masculine also holds like, okay, we go to bed at this time. Okay. And we wake up at this time. Okay. And we, we, we drink water. Okay. And then, you know, meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then, you know, so it's like both things need to be true simultaneously and getting out of like duality. Right.
0: Which, which is, is really very hard, hard. <laughs> which is very hard. Yeah. Like, you know, and especially for people, out there who have warrior energy, right? Warriors tend to be very black and white. There's not a lot of gray with warrior energy, right? Um, And we tend to really push our bodies, right? Like, okay, let's just do one more thing, even though I can feel myself being exhausted, or, okay, wait, let's wait five more minutes before someone out one more email before, you know, we have lunch, right? And really coming into that balance. And, you know, listening to your soul not the programming or the humanness. Like I was craving today. I'm like, I want something like. Though it's cold out, I want something cold. I want something juicy. My throat feels dry. I've had a lot of water. I was like, I want a smoothie. Now I am not a smoothie girl. Just not. Right now I have my my banana and apple and pineapple yummy smoothie. Right, and I'm only gonna eat. Drink it like this much, like a half a cup of it, then I'll put it in the fridge. Right. But it's like really listening to the alignment versus the pain and programming.
1: Yes. Right? Yes. Yes.
0: So what big questions are you asking yourself now?
1: Oh, myself. Um, I've been on a personal path of making sure that i'm living a divinely guided path and i think that that has been something evolving and growing um my motherhood my practice as a surgeon my um i've been coming up against false masculinity and so what you know what inside me is soul aligned versus what is this external pressure right. and you know false masculinity for a woman comes in the form of, you know, making sure I have enough money and working hard enough to have money and make sure that I have a voice and making sure that I can like, you know, get my voice out there. But none of that really felt like it was in alignment with, um, where I felt my soul was drawing me and pulling me as a woman. So, you know, what does, divine feminine look like as an expression as a surgeon? What does divine feminine look like as an expression as a mother? What does divine feminine look like as an expression of somebody who is a breadwinner in their family? What does divine feminine look like as an expression of somebody who holds positions of leadership? You know, and how, how do you hold the human-based egocentric thought that is around pain and sacrifice and, you know, no pain, no gain and, you know, all those kind of things. And then how do you also yield and surrender to the fluidity of what life is really all about? And like, where do you find peace? So I've been really reflecting on, you know, peacefulness as an alignment feeling. Um, you know, satisfaction. I can be satisfied in the moment with, you know, this most simplest of things now, instead of always projecting and worrying into the future or coming at life from a scarcity mindset. You know, I have abundance just in how warm I feel in this moment right. I have abundance and mm-hmm. how I want to show up on my lunch hour and have a delightful conversation with somebody like yourself. You know, I get a lot of peace and satisfaction when I get to make eye contact and sit for a few minutes and just share space with, uh, you know, a patient that's either in front of me clinically or somebody who I'm trying to serve in the broader online community. And then I had to kind of grapple a little bit with like, okay, well, am I here as an act of service with my talents and my gifts or am I attention seeking or am I, you know, like what, what's the energetic exchange and so that, that's kind of been interesting yeah. for me.
0: That's huge. I mean, you know, when I talk about soul in the spotlight, cause the spot, the soul does call to be in the spotlight and people go, oh, well, you know, that's so ego driven. I was like, if you're trying to fill a hole by being in the spotlight, that's ego driven.
1: Mm-hmm. If you're
0: not, it's a soul calling. right?" Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when you, when you can measure it that way, you go, oh, wait, okay. Let's sit back. Let's enjoy this. Let's be present. And I think when we are in present time, when we are in our being state and we're taking divinely inspired action, that natural balance of sacred masculine and sacred feminine within us just clicks in. And I think so often when people, uh, not you, but when people Mm -hmm. are exploring that sacred feminine, they go way off and like, Like no, 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 you you need both. Or half the wheel doesn't turn. So it's really about finding that energetic balance within. Yeah. And then taking action from there. Yeah. Yeah. Those are very big questions, Erica.
1: (laughs) I know they're very big. Yeah. Yeah. I and you know, also I think clients sometimes working with me they, they want a very masculine approach. For some reason, masculine feels really safe.
0: Just fix it. Just tell me they, how to they fix want it to
1: be fixed. They want a plan. They, they, they tell themselves that when they have a, a firm plan written down that they will follow it, but we all know we don't. No, we, don't we don't because, because we, we, we need the fluidity. Right. We need a little gray, you know? And so I'm kind of like, you know, at this point where I'm like, I'm describing like, yeah, sure. We have a meal plan and that meal plan is to guide you. And then we have like support and that support is here to hear. And what I'm trying to attract and manifest is people who want to do the soul work in and around health. And like, you know, the gateway is the meal plan and, and the plan. And, you know, I've even opened myself up to doing like, um, kind of more like one-on-one VIP coaching in this space and clients are still approaching me with eating concerns. Right. And I'm like, you're, you're stuck on the food and I thought about the, food. And, 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 and it's okay that this is where you are, but I'm here to give you more. Like, do you even know what questions to ask me Knowing that we're going to go beyond the food, and so that's just where I think. And I think I think it's very fascinating that the programming that 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 we all are are used to, and you know, while it's easier for some people to get past that, it's really difficult for others. Yeah.
0: Well, it's it's also it takes reflection and it takes a discovery, you know, because deep down inside there's only. Three reasons why we create separation, right? Unworthiness, love is conditional, or you feel unworthy of love, right? And so, whatever your big theme of disconnection is, there's that little hidden part of you that, go, that goes, I'm just waiting for her to tell me I suck. And I don't want to look any deeper because I think I suck. And that's all I'm going to hear from my soul is guess what? You suck. Your soul is never going to say that, everyone. Never, never, right? Never, and so we have to kind of remove that. And I think sometimes people think reflection is like, oh my god, if if I start that fire, I'm gonna bull- burn down the whole entire forest, and that's not true either. Mm-mm. No,
1: and that's where it's like the regenerative aspects, like you just said, fire and burning down the forest. Like when a forest burns, it regenerates itself. Sure. It takes time, but we have regenerative energy within our own fire, you know? Um, yeah. So like in my, in my practice, um, yeah, people are looking for the plan and then they're getting frustrated with themselves when they can't follow the plan. And I get them, I give them nothing but positivity. I'm like, hey, like sure, this feels like a struggle now, but just like wait till tomorrow, you know? Like let's let's just focus on sleep. Like let's just, you know, or like journaling. I think journaling, anything that a person can do to build an intuitive practice, an intuitive relationship with themselves, and then also that awareness piece. So like if they're journaling and this is something I had to go through myself, I would catch myself editing my thoughts in real time. So I was only writing down positive things. And I was like, this is, this doesn't feel natural. I feel like I'm (laughs) editing, I'm editing my consciousness. And, you know, we all have negativity within us and we have the power to transmute it. But at the same time, it kind of has somewhere that it needs to go, right? Yeah,
0: You can't deny any part of you. You can't make war with any part of you. You have to practice love, surrender, right? You have to fill yourself with love, acceptance, and surrender into that, or you're just going to keep creating conflicts. So Erica, how do they get more of your goodness? (laughs) <laughs> where can they reach out for you?
1: Well, um, art of like I said, we, and then we're on uh, social media as well. Um, so Facebook and Instagram, um, but you know, how they get access to me is through our VIP programs in our VIP programs. You know, I, I kind of bundle it in like for six weeks, whatever your goals are, whether it's GI health. And again, everything's in and around bariatric surgery, which I view bariatric surgery as like a resource. It's a resource for transformation. Um, It's a tool, you know, yes, we do surgery that helps metabolic changes, you know, they work very similar to some of the weight loss medications, there's appetite control, there's a sense of, you know, fullness or restriction, because we anatomically, you know, change your anatomy, but it really kind of confronts somebody's internal dialogue And all those feelings of rigidity, uh, black and white thinking, um, unworthiness, you know, again, because there's this strong sense of failure if they don't get it right. Right. And so in these VIP programs, I just mirror for them what is possible how loving they are, how they should love their own bodies and, you know, take it one step at a time and really observe what those thought beliefs are. Because if we can, you know, what's the first thing we say to ourselves when we wake up in the morning, you know, is it, Oh, I had great sleep last night. What's next you know, or do we automatically get down into work mode? Again, that's the masculine. That's okay. Oh, I got a shower. I got to get my kids ready. Oh, I got to go to work. Oh, I have this meeting. That's okay too. But we really need to hold awareness to, you know, as soon as we feel like we're messing up, as soon as we feel like we're failing, as soon as we feel like we're not perfect or not good enough, you know, we, we really want to identify what that is. And so that's what I try to inspire in those, um, you know, kind of one-on-one interactions. Um, and I, yeah, I really just try to make myself accessible as like a, a reflective cheerleader.
0: Beautiful. (laughs) Well, I want to thank you so much for spending time with us today. I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation.
1: Yeah, me too, Jennifer. Thank you so
0: much. You're welcome. Everyone, you've been listening to Ask and Answer by Soul. This podcast is dedicated to helping you understand that your soul is the answer. If you're interested in learning more about your soul's answer and your purpose, access your free guide at themissofpurpose.com. Please feel free to share this podcast with your community, leave a comment or contact me directly. But mostly important, reach out to these guests because you will not be sorry. All right, everyone. Bye for now.